Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. We're so excited to be doing our first week of season two of True Crime Paranormal. Yeah. This is our third episode of season two, and it's just, it feels really good to have like a whole season, 100 episodes under our belts. That's a big body of work. It really, really is. It's pretty exciting. So we've got a lot of fun stuff planned for season two, don't we? We do. We have a cemetery tour that we're going to take in the spring when the snow melts to Idaho City. That is, I'm so excited about it. I can't even stand it. It's going to be really fun, but it's a long ways away because there's a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah. But we're really having a lot of fun with doing five shows a week. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to keep doing that and yeah. And teaching spirit school. Yep. Teaching spirit school membership program that you can sign up for. And then you get to attend two uh, metaphysical classes and one guided meditation with us a month. And um, obviously it's good. It's a good thing because you guys have flocked to it. We've yeah. It's, it's awesome. We're loving it. Yeah, We really are. That's a really great part of it. We love, you know, as you can tell, we're kind of a weird mix, but we love true crime. <laughs> we love paranormal stuff. We love metaphysical and psychic stuff. We really like to combine the two. And mm-hmm. uh, this has been really fun for us because we can kind of do some of both here on our yeah. channel and here in our podcast. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't found us on YouTube, our spirit school is a YouTube membership. So if you find us on YouTube, yeah, And you want to take some metaphysical classes. Katie and I have been teaching for 15 years. So we have tons of experience and tons of fun things to teach you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can find that over on YouTube. So we're just true crime paranormal on YouTube, just like we are on all the podcast apps. So yeah, yeah. fun stuff. Yes. Well, I have a cold read case for you today, Katie. I say cold read. This is supposedly a solved case, but that's really my question for you is, is it? Isn't that um, funny? You and I both chose cases this week where that were supposedly solved that feel wrong. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because we don't talk about these at all. We have no idea until mm-hmm. we go on air what we've chosen. And that cracks me up that we both chose that. But this case is just interesting. There's a lot of controversy around it. Even Snopes has covered this case, which I found really interesting. I've well, never found a cold case, or not a cold case, but a case that Snopes has found before. Yeah. But this is about, and this was a, a listener suggested case, by the way. So thank you so much. Keep those uh, suggestions coming. You can send right. those to us at paranormalpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we really appreciate that. So let me tell you the story. This is Tamla Horsford. Tamra? Tamla with an L. Oh, Tamla. Okay. So Tamla was found dead on November 4th, 2018. Okay. In Cumming, Georgia, at a home where she had been attending a slumber party with other football moms the night before. So she was 40. Yeah. I know. I knew you'd you'd find this interesting considering you're a football mom yourself. Well, and some football moms can be hardcore. Right, right. So they had this party. It was actually a 45th birthday party. And there were some football moms there. And Tamla was found dead in the morning 
on the lawn, um, looking as though she may have fallen off, fallen from the balcony. Okay. And this so, was at her home? No, this was at another person's home. Oh, someone else's home. Okay. Someone else's home. Yeah. So she um, arrived at this slumber party at about 10 p.m. on November 3rd. The people there were drinking, watching football, and playing cards against humanity. Sounds kind of familiar, actually. Uh, so there were quite a few women there. Um, Tamla didn't know all of the women. She knew the host, um, mm -hmm. but she didn't know the hostess, but she didn't know all of the women. Uh, it turned out that there were three men who also attended this party. So people kind of came and went. Not everybody stayed overnight. Some people did. Uh, Tamla did stay overnight. Mm -hmm. um, someone did witness her get up at two o'clock in the morning to go smoke a cigarette on the back porch. And then uh, the next morning, and now this is where it gets a little dicey because in some places I see that this was 7.30 a.m. Other people say it was about 8.45 a.m. That the homeowner's aunt who lives there found her lying face down and motionless under the porch that morning. So the 911 call happened at 8.59 a.m. But some okay. reports say her body was found at 7.30. Some people say it was found at 8.45. So there's some questions there about how long the time they waited before they called 911. Mm -hmm. um, the homeowner's boyfriend, his name is Jose Barrera. He called 911. And in the 911 call, he said she was lying face down and not breathing. She did have a small cut on her wrist, and he apparently implied that it was self-inflicted to the 911 operator, which seemed kind of odd. Weird. And also, I guess in the background on the 911 call, you can hear a woman's voice saying maybe she fell from the balcony. And so the police got there about 9.07, so they got there really fast after they were called. But how do you fall from the balcony and then under the porch? Right. See, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand that, the positioning. So the mm -hmm. initial autopsy found that she had blunt force injuries and a high blood alcohol content. Mm -hmm. um, officials did speculate that the blood alcohol content was a factor and caused her to fall. Uh, it was a 14 foot fall. So it was quite a ways. Mm hmm. Um, her family and friends were not convinced at all. And they called for an independent autopsy that has been done, but it's never been released. So hmm. we don't know what it says. Um, she did have a broken wrist and she did have injuries to her face. Uh, she was laying face down, not like turned to the side, but nose down, face down mm -hmm. when she was found. Um, her family says that she had cuts on her face, wrist, hands, and lower legs, as well as a laceration of the right ventricle of her heart. Now, that has not actually been confirmed in a second autopsy, and that did not come out in the first autopsy. The toxicology found that her blood alcohol was 0.238, which is super high. Mm -hmm. um, and she did have traces of THC and alprazolam, which is an anxiety drug. Um, in her system that they, 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 they had been smoking pot uh, that night. So there were tons, there's lots and lots of rumor mill about this. Sure. 
And, um, you know, some people were really concerned that this was race related in some way because she was the only black person at the party. Mm -hmm. Um, The case was officially closed on February 20th of 2019, and it was ruled an accidental death. And the the sheriff's office, the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office, said that none of her injuries really aligned with any kind of foul play. They said it was a party. They were drinking. She was drinking. She was out on the deck alone. They say that they interviewed 30 people, including family, friends, and partygoers, and they found no evidence that anything other than an accident had happened. So... This kind of came up again when George Floyd happened, when when George Floyd was killed by the police, because lots of deaths of black people came up at that time. Yeah. Um, The family's attorney. um, Let's see. uh, Said that their investigation really let let, um, lean strongly toward homicide. Mm -hmm. They said that evidence was disposed of and there really wasn't any inquiry about anything. The scene was not preserved. They're making a lot of allegations that the police did not handle this appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, That attorney also says that the injuries were consistent with those of a physical struggle, Mm -hmm. but there weren't any photos taken at the initial autopsy, which is a weird thing because there should have been. Um, so on June 12th, Forsyth County Sheriff Ron Freeman sent a letter requesting the case be reopened and and investigated by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Mm -hmm. He wanted the investigation, um, taken by, you know, done by an independent law enforcement agency and done, done, have, they wanted to do a review. So they agreed to reopen the case in, on June 18th of 2020. But there has been no update from that. Of course, that was in the middle of the coronavirus, of course. Sure. And so there's no update. We don't know if um, they have found anything. I would imagine if they'd found anything significant, it would have come out Mm -hmm. by now. Um, I just shared a picture. This is a picture that was taken at the party. Mm -hmm. You can see Tamla like right in the middle. She's wearing a onesie with dog footprints on it. Yeah. And there are all these other women around her. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, Snopes took up this case. I'm not sure why. I didn't know that Snopes interesting. did crimes or, you know, did this kind of crime. Yeah. Um, they swear they've been through absolutely everything. They've seen the entire case file from the sheriff and they are 100% sure it was an accident. Um, they don't have the second autopsy results. There's not, they don't have the, you know, second investigation results. So I don't know, but they... They say they're debunking the conspiracy theories that she was murdered. But I thought this is a really interesting case. And I really wanted to hear your take on it. Do you think this was an accident? Do you think she met by foul play? And if she did, why and who and what the hell? I do think that she was murdered. I feel like it was an accidental death in the sense of uh, no one was trying to kill her per se, but there was a fight. I feel like she, you know, she was really drunk. She was, 
I think she got a little more messed up than she meant to, especially with the anxiety med in her system. I feel like it reacted. She had a bad reaction going on that it, the words blackout just keep coming to me. And I feel like she's not a blackout drunk. She, that's normally not normal for her at all. But I feel like that night she, you know, she just had too much in her system between the alcohol, the THC maybe. And then of course the anxiety med, just, you know, bad cocktail. And I feel like she was at some point, you know, after two o'clock when somebody saw her step out to smoke, I feel like she and one of the men that were there were getting frisky together and that somebody walked in on that. I think it's a woman that pushed her. I feel like she struggled with a woman and that a woman accidentally in, in fighting with her over a man, this, this was a bad, a man, I pushed her over the edge. I feel like the cuts and scrapes were the fact that she was drugged. I think that from the spot that she actually fell to where they found her, that she was drug a little ways. Everybody was drunk. Everybody was high. Everybody was stupid, you know? And I actually think that only two people know about, knew what happened. I feel like the the man that she was getting, you know, getting it on with as well as the woman who, you know, initially eventually caused the, the fight and the death. They're the only ones that knew. I feel like everybody else was already asleep at that point and really didn't know. So I think when they interview everybody, you know, and they they take statements, you know, practically everybody didn't had had no idea it happened. You know, they they were telling the truth. They didn't know. But I think that there is a man and there is a woman that do know exactly what happened. But they drug her a little ways from the crime scene. I feel like again, that's where some of the cuts and stuff came from. The blunt force, the foresight that came from the fall. And if the heart was lacerated, I feel like that came from the fall too, you know, uh, and the broken wrist, but the cuts and scrapes were because they tried, they moved her a little ways, hoping to uh, stage some kind of crime scene that would make some sort of sense, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, to just, and then the, make it look like she fell off that balcony. Mm-hmm. No, well, no, I don't think that's actually what they were trying to do. I feel like they were trying to make it look like she was murdered and shoved under the steps or under mm-hmm. the porch, you know, that it wasn't, that wasn't their initial plan, but when somebody said it, they went with it, you know, okay. I I don't think the police ask, asked the right questions. I do. I feel like race wasn't a motivation in the killing, but race may have played a part in the lack of investigation. Okay. I mean, it wasn't a total lack of investigation. They talked to a lot of people, you know, but I do feel like it's true that the crime scene wasn't secured. There were way too many people there and that they didn't really uh, secure the crime scene long-term. Mm-hmm. They came, they saw, they went, you know, and it wasn't handled as uh, efficiently and, and wasn't dove into as deeply as it should have. I feel mm-hmm. like her family has every reason to wonder if this is, you know, was truly an accidental death because I feel like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Do I think it'll ever get solved? Probably not. Probably not. I feel like the reason that second autopsy hasn't been released is because there really wasn't anything new. So that's my feeling on it too, that it's been done and they didn't find anything that they just got the same information they had before. That unfortunately doesn't prove anything. Yep. Yep. Because while I do think she had some injuries consistent with, you know, having an altercation with somebody, I doubt there was actually any DNA left or anything like that because it was pretty fast. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's really sad. Very yeah. sad for her family and her children and yeah. just a really unexpected thing. And, you know, definitely family didn't feel that was handled appropriately. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately yeah. what we've learned over doing a lot of these episodes is that frequently isn't. And it's not to say that law enforcement never does anything, right? Because they do. Oh. But sometimes oh. things aren't taken nearly as seriously as they should be. Mm -hmm. I really feel like this looked very much like she fell off the balcony and died accidentally. And so that they were just sort of going with that as the going theory and just sort of trying to prove that through what they were asking people and yeah. didn't really probe deeper into could there have been something else go on. It was easy to put a bow on it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Nope, for sure. Very sad. Wow. Well, thank you for that, Rita. I really appreciate it because it is there is quite a bit of controversy around this. And I, you know, I, I find it funny that Snopes has been so definitive about it, considering that there's been a second investigation ordered on this case and a second autopsy yeah. ordered on this case, and they don't have any of that. And yet they're saying that they know for sure what happened. I just find that interesting. Yeah. It's just all based on the the initial findings and yeah. Yeah. And clearly there's more here, but yeah, we may not ever get sure. it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. You bet. Thank you for uh, the listener who suggested this case. Yes. You can go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com to request a case. It's down at the bottom of the page. You can, there's a little form you can fill out for us and request a case. Um, or, you know, recommend a case. We like unsolved or questionable cases like this one. Mm -hmm. um, we don't really do, you know, sometimes we do solved stuff, but that's stuff we like to choose based on topics that we want to highlight. Yeah. Um, but unsolved cases we really love because we like to do cold reads on them. Mm -hmm. uh, also on our website, we have a brand new merch store, guys. We're really excited yes, we about it. Had some requests for hoodies and more shirts and coffee mugs and masks and we have all of it. So if you just go to true crime, paranormal podcast.com, you'll find about halfway down the page. There's a place to click on merch. Just click on that. It will take you right to our merch store. Yep. And that's all you got to do. You order your stuff and it comes right to you. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Easy enough. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. Cool. So thank you all so much. Uh, still coming up this week is our, Wednesday case update live stream on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Mountain and our Thursday night uh, psychic hour also at yep. 8 p.m. Mountain and it is a live stream as well. So yep. we'll be back with more content with you this week as well as we've got spirit school happening. So if you want to join us for spirit school, you can just sign up for our membership and then you get access to two classes and one guided imagery meditation with us every month. So mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of fun stuff. We're we're having fun with season two, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments 
and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.